All right, everyone, welcome to the Picayune Post Game Podcast, Talking Ball, y'all. I'm David Burnett, I'm joined with Ricky Whitaker, as I am every week, following the Diaville takes this one 27 to 13. Give a little introduction tonight. If a lot of people don't know me, David Burnett, I graduated PRC back in 98. Um, both my kids go to uh, Picayune, son graduated, um, daughter's a senior. I coached junior high football at Picayune for seven years and kind of followed the team on the sidelines on Friday. So wasn't a coach on the high school level. Love football and uh, so kind of got hooked up with Clay doing a podcast now. And uh, Ricky, Ricky, you played at Picayune, right? I did, Dave. I uh, graduated in, in 99 and, you know, Coach Lee's first year coming into Picayune was my sophomore year. And you know, Coach Brian Edwards does a great job with the offensive line still. He was on that staff, and it's funny to look back now and think about that. You know, he was about the age I am now when he came in uh, coaching. So, um, you know, it just shows you how fast time goes by. But, yeah, really fun. Born and raised here and um, still enjoy, you know, listening to the game and, and uh, being on the sideline, man. You, you know, you still get those those jitters and those nerves and that excitement you used to get as a player. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I was telling Ricky tonight, I said – there's just something about Friday night football. I mean, you, even though we're not playing, I mean, still get the goosebumps and the feels and fans going back and forth. Um, game ended kind of early, so me and Ricky kind of just went on home and said, we'll do the podcast from the driveway at the house. So we're sitting here at the house. Um, we're going to do the podcast. Picayune loses 27-13, Ricky. Um, Hard-fought game in the, from the beginning. Um, I mean – First half, first start of the game, I thought it was a lot of penalties. Picayune came out. Davis actually got to start at running back, which I was kind of surprised. Um, Chris had to start at running back, um, starting the game. Picayune was able to score first and seven to nothing. Um, Key play in that game in the first half was probably the uh, Ratcliffe interception. Yeah, you're right, Dave. I mean, it it, it was one of those nights um, where the the ball was going to be wet. We, we we knew that going in. You know, they have that AstroTurf just like Picayune does. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, it's good for your footing. You know, you're not going to trip and, and slip and things like that. But, man, it just stays so wet on the surface. It just doesn't dry very well. So balls were, were on the ground uh, early and often. And uh, actually on D'Iverville's first play of the game, they fumbled the snap and were able to get on it. You know, Picayune went uh, three and out on their first drive. And, really came back on their second drive, Dave, in the first quarter and got four first downs on that drive, ended up punching one in uh, in the end zone. Um, you know, it's, it was it was 7-0, you know, at, at the end, end of the first quarter. Um, so, you know, was able to really, you know, get some traction there. And then, of course, um, with just under three minutes, we end up scoring. D'Iberville comes back. They get a good drive going as well. And uh, Trey Lenore, you know, we had him as number nine, but he was wearing number zero tonight. And they caught his name a lot uh, tonight. He was a wrecking ball for them. And he goes in and, you know, it's a tied up game, 7-7, uh, you know, pretty quick. So, Yeah, he uh, D'Iberville, it was two Russian teams. It was not a, very, very few passes um, from either quarterback tonight. Um, just hard fault. Hard yards. Picayune did a lot of running up the middle. Um, Diaverville scored in the second quarter to tie it seven to seven. Um, right before the half, though, Picayune's getting a drive going. Um, 
Underwood goes back to pass, takes an 11-yard sack, and you're thinking, wow, this is this, this this drives over. And then they run this option play. I haven't seen – I don't think I've seen it this year yet, Ricky, and uh, to Davis. And, man, he just makes four or five guys miss, gets 16 yards on that play. They get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on uh, D'Iberville, who had a boatload of penalties the first half, which kept Picayune in the game all through the f- whole first half. And that – Unsportsmanlike penalty, 15 yards helped him get right at the, you know, right in field goal range, right before the half of three seconds left. And um, you said they tipped the ball. I didn't see it, but they came back on the sideline and said it tipped it. But so Kraft's field goal was tipped, so Picking wasn't able to take the lead to half. So we went in half seven to seven. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And, and just looking at that, the offensive series is for both teams. They were trying to go outside. You know, Picking loves to run the, the the power or what we call the sweep. They weren't able to do that. Um, D. Iberville, you know, running this wing T offense, they weren't able to do that a whole lot and get outside either. And man, Picking was facing a not just a, a a really good front, but they were they were facing a pretty big physical five man front all night. And they started to get some success up the middle. They were running traps. They were running what we would call a, a quick pitch, where Dawdell would not go outside, but it's almost like a, a glorified lead day. But they're pitching it really quick. And he's taking it up the A or the B gap, you know, which is right off the uh, the, the the guard and the and the tackle. He wasn't going outside. They were getting success with that. It was working. And and I want to give a lot of credit too um, to guys like Ryan Pascal, their their senior center, uh, Quentin Hayes, Peyton Wells. Man, those guys were were getting some traps up front. They were able to move and get some uh, some yardage that way. And you mentioned the penalties for the Alberville. They had five in the first half really sloppy game for them. Um, so we were winning the turnover battle in the first half. Uh, we were winning the, the the penalty battle. And as you said, it was a close game. We had an opportunity to to go up 10 to seven at the half. And, you know, just to, to really recap on that again, you know, we've got a very young kicker in, in Morgan Kraft. And I think the kid can be a weapon. You know, he came in, he, he played uh, as a freshman last year. So really got his feet wet as a ninth grader. And he got called on tonight to, to kick a field goal. He missed it. But, man, Coach Stogner went right to him. He picked him up. He said, hey, hang in there. We're going to need you maybe again. And I thought that was really good for his confidence. And, you know, I, I think the kid can be a weapon. And I think you get in a game like that, um, the more he's in these situations, man, he may come through in one of these hard-fought district games that's going to be right around the corner for us. Yeah, I think uh, having a kicker that can hit a around a 40-yard field goal, you know, is is definitely a weapon. And to be only a sophomore, I mean, we're going to have him for a couple more years down the road. Um, I want to give a shout-out, Ricky, to our one of our sponsors. We have a sponsor, believe it or not, we have a sponsor from Minnesota who has n- absolutely no ties to Picayune football. A friend of mine, he does Little Debbie's up there in, uh, in Minnesota. said, man, I really want to give you all uh, – something to help with this he loves what we're doing he listens um so we're and we're, we're going to give some of that back to the to the school so um so it's, it's pretty cool to see somebody from minnesota giving back down here in uh, mississippi well yeah and, and speaking of, of minnesota you know it just makes me think about um you know jade wiley who's at mississippi state justin wiley who's uh rowing the boat with pj fleck and the minnesota golden gophers and it was good to not see anyone named wiley on the field tonight but there are sure a lot of good players that, that were on the field. And, you know, those running backs, we talked about um, number zero, who we thought was going to wear number nine, Trey Lenore. But, man, they had some other fresh legs as well in there, uh, some guys that, that were just 
fresh. I mean, they would come in and, and they were able to to get some things going and Lenore would come in and just really just bruise up the middle and yeah, it was it, it was tough. Yeah, and then so Picking got the ball to start the game, so they come out in the second half, game's tied seven to seven, and on the kickoff, it wasn't a real deep kickoff. It was not the deep men that uh that received it. Um uh Kraft hit a perfect kick right to him, really low and Hit him, bounced off his chest, and the tie were able to recover. Bad news was, Ricky, two plays later after they recovered that, pick you in fumbles. Yeah, we did. I mean, I think the ball was on the ground a total of five times tonight, uh, Dave. Two of them were ours, you know, just a, a, a bad exchange between the quarterback and the center. You know, we talked about those wet balls. Um, they ended up uh, getting a big interception on us. And, and, you know, their defense was just – they were well prepared. I mentioned they had a five-man front up. Uh, really all night but they were they were prepared you could tell they had watched the game film and you know I think they were just a little bit better than us tonight they made more plays but look we hung in with a really good 6A team I think that D'Alberville is going to go pretty far um, maybe have a chance to go deep into the playoffs and I thought that we held up pretty well again and you know I, I've been saying this seems like since we've been doing this podcast day but I just I got to go back to it again we had one penalty tonight that was it and if you if you call a penalty, a play where a kid's helmet comes off and he finishes the play and he, he, he gets a flag for that and it's a 15-yard play, not to mention it was a really big play uh, that, that killed a drive that maybe we get a stop there. We go down and drive and we may have a chance to, to take the lead or, or even tie the ball game back up. So that was a big play. So that says a lot, you know, and I think that now we've went through this gauntlet of really tough non-conference opponents. We're getting ready for district now. We have Perver Central. Blue Devils next week and I think by now you know a lot about your team you know what your guys are capable of uh, you know what your guys uh, can't do um, you've seen enough to know okay these are my people we're ready to go into a fight now uh, you know we'll make the changes that we need to make but you're pretty comfortable with who you are at this point right and that's a really good thing negative side of that is now you've got you know four weeks of game film right for other people to look at that's okay as well. Um, you know, I still think that they looked like they were in shape tonight. The one thing we saw from this this group that's that has a lot of young players on it, uh, is we saw them hanging their heads a little bit tonight. And, and Coach Stockton was really quick to tell them, "Hey," he said, and I quote, "He said this sucks, doesn't it? This is this is not a good feeling. Remember this. I think this is going to be good for them." Yeah, I think so. So. Diabville recovers the fumble and gets about a 50-yard, 50-60-yard, uh, but we were able to get him out of bounds. Um, not sure how many plays later, but he gets an 18-yard touchdown run. They missed that extra point on that play, Ricky, and thought, so the, uh, no, we missed the extra point after that. That was the 28. So Diabville scores, and then we go back, and they take the lead 14-7. Picking comes down there with a 28-yard touchdown by Dowdell and missed the extra point, so we were down 14-13. And um, the next series, number Lenore, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, Lenore gets that 50-yard touchdown run. It's a little over 50, 21 to 13. And then at, at that point, um, you're, I'm telling Ricky on the sideline, I, I, I really we got to go tit for tat. You know, like we're we're at a point now where if they're going to score, we got to score. Unfortunately, we had the uh, turnover on downs at midfield, and um, they got the ball and. That was the drive when the helmet came off. I'm trying to explain it to you. Um, Jamonte Waller, number 11, goes in to make a tackle. 
and his helmet comes off. And he's in the process of tackling the running back. And supposedly, according to Coach Stogner, the rule is he's supposed to give himself up. So once his helmet comes off, he's got to try to get out of the play. Well, he's just continuing to play holding on, tacks on 15 yards, and that was a huge play in, in the game. I mean, it really was a huge play. Had that not happened, I think Picayune gets the, uh, gets the ball back, stops him, but um, Diablo was able to go down and get a, a touchdown. But to me, that that play, the fumble in the second half, I mean, yeah, to start the second half after you get the fumble, those two, ga- those two plays really, really hurt a team that – probably was outmanned they were outmanned by men i mean they had they had way more players um like 30 something seniors um so well experienced team but i think this game was a really good game for a test you're in september you're playing a really good team gonna gonna gotta find out what you have and I think Coach Steiner after the game was that's basically what he was saying was, hey, yeah, it sucks to lose. I don't like losing no more than anybody else. Probably worse than anybody. So you 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 take a twenty seven thirteen loss to Diablo in September is not probably not the worst thing that could happen. No, no, this is a good thing. Again, I I think it's gonna help them out. Um, you didn't see any quit in those kids tonight. Like I said, they they were hanging their heads. They they're they're in a place they haven't been, right? Um where they're at, they've actually, you know, suffered a loss or they feel like they're just getting pushed around a little bit. They didn't quit. Their effort was there. Uh, and that's really the most important thing, right, is, is, is looking at those two things. Did they quit and, and did they continue to give effort? And um, they did. They, they continued to give effort and they, they never quit for a second. Well, we go over some stats um, tonight. Both touchdowns. Dowdell had both touchdowns. I had him for – let me get back to that page. I had Dowdell for 21 carries, 112 yards. He had the two touchdowns, the 28-yard touchdown and the four-yard touchdown run. Davis, who started, um, really didn't run the ball that much, Ricky, tonight. He, I, I only had him for four carries, nine, uh, 19 yards. He might have one more. Um, I want to say I may have missed one, but it, I had him down for four, 19. Really didn't do anything through the air. It was He was 0 for 2, I believe, or if – over th- over two, um, had the big sack that really hurt on that. Um, that really hurt, and then but the big the big key tonight was how involved um, Smith was at fullback. Like you said earlier, they ran the trap. I mean, I got Smith down for eleven carries, forty five yards. So, and I believe every time he ran the ball, it was a trap. So, and he was almost one tackle away from breaking a big long run. But it was constantly five yards, five yards, five yards. And that's that's picking football. And I I love seeing I mean, I know we lost the game, but I love seeing us being able to run the trap this early in the year with two guards starting. You got a senior center that's just his first year. So you got three really first year starters on the line. I I mean, if you can run the trap against a team like D'Iberville, I I mean that's gonna open that playbook up later down the road. Yeah, you're exactly right, David. I mean, uh, you know, Peyton Wells, you know, he's tough, man. And, and, you know, he's 195 pounds. And his comrade over at the other guard, um, number 55, um, Quentin Hayes, uh, he weighs 175 pounds. I mean, these guys are small offensive linemen. It is what it is. But they they played really hard. And, And to be able to trap, like you said, the yards you mentioned, that was 41 very hard, tough yards. And, 
you know, pick you. We didn't see them break any big plays, um, but every yard they got, man, that was they, they were they were hard they were hard fought, you know. And you take some of those turnovers away, um, where we you know we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, I think that that was you know could have made a, a difference in the game, kept us in the game a little bit longer. But you know, overall, again, I thought we we played sound uh, football tonight. Um, you know, I mentioned the penalties already. The Iberville had a total of like seven penalties. Uh, we only had one. I don't even count that one. So um, they're doing something right. They're, they're playing disciplined football. Uh, I think that coming into district, uh, you got to be pretty happy, you know, if you're Coach Stogner and that staff. And I know, you know, you're going to take that, that coach's road and say there is no such thing as a moral victory. And I agree with that to an extent. But uh, when he's in the film room with them other coaches, and they'll be pretty pleased with what they've seen the past four weeks. Yeah, I think so. I got to make a correction on Underwood. I forgot he did. It. He was 0 for 3 with the interception. They had uh, went for a pass play late in the game, um, really already down um, two scores, I believe. So try to make, try to throw it in a, a really good coverage right there. And um, would have been a touchdown, got called back on a penalty. But yeah, he was 0 for 3 with an interception. But uh, who stood out for defense tonight, Ricky? Yeah, it was really, um, you know, number 20, and you've mentioned him already with the one interception that he had, um, Nikki Ratcliffe, you know, the sophomore free safety. Um, he had, you know, five tackles tonight, uh, and the, the interception that, that you mentioned was all over the place. Um, number 23, Josh Tatum, he's a senior outside linebacker, and he's, he's listed as an outside linebacker, but in, in that defensive scheme, really what we would call a monster, almost like a strong safety that comes down to the strong side of the, the line. But with that wing T offense and all the spread, those guys are going to be up on the line of scrimmage a lot more. So, you know, I had Josh at, um, at, at six tackles tonight. Um, you know, not what we've seen typically. Uh, the, the, the past few weeks, we, we haven't seen those guys be the leading tacklers. It's been more of those uh, defensive linemen and linebackers. And, you know, we, we missed some tackles tonight. We did. And, and that's, that's one thing that, you know, I, I heard um, – Coach Hayden talking about. I heard Coach Stogner, Stogner talking about it on the sideline as well. We have to make tackles, and uh, Coach Hayden said that several times to his team. Listen, when things when these guys are you know getting out wide, and you've got to be able to break free and make those tackles, and, and we we missed a few tonight. So those are some things that we need to work on as well. But uh, these two guys I mentioned really stuck out. They 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 played very hard. Yeah, I thought. I thought we missed Coleman tonight. I mean, I know we don't. We I don't know if we ever mention him on the D line, but uh, he has an injury on arm injury. I don't know the specifics on it, but he he's out and and I think we felt that a little bit. On, on my opinion, just based off of watching tonight, um, a really good player on that D line, and I I, I thought he would have helped a lot. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Coleman was out. You know, he's a junior, uh, number 51. Number 54, Kendall Jones, the senior, he came in and, and replaced him tonight. And I didn't think he played bad, but there's just been a a synergy that that defensive uh, group has had tonight, and it just seemed, it just, just didn't seem to be there. Yeah, and, I, and playing, I mean, can't take anything away from what Diarville was able to do. Um, I don't know in our district if – I mean, East Central maybe is going to be someone that maybe matches up similar as far as, like, physicality. Um, so, or George County maybe. So, those this game's going to help against those two teams for sure. So, um, we you know, Picayune loses 27-13. We got PRC next week. Um, first district game. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I know that the the kids are ready, the the coaches are ready. You know, this has really been a kind of a preseason, right? And um, 
everything counts from here on out. So you take it one week at a time. I know that sounds like a cliche statement, but they're going to get in the film room. They will just be preparing solely for the PRC Blue Devils this week, and uh, that's what all their focus will be, and they'll continue to do this all the way through district. Yeah, so we got PRC um, next Friday at Picayune, so it should be a good, great game to start off district. Um, used to, back in the day, PRC Picayune be last game of the, of the season. Um, now it's going to be the first district game, so hope everyone comes out. Let's get some fan support next weekend, and uh, come come make some noise because i know prc is going to bring it let's bring it and match them this week and uh try to out show them there ricky what you think no i agree man i mean we we've got some very good supportive fans but uh you know our fans can be a little louder they need to be a little bit louder and uh yeah it's this isn't a golf match this is a, a sports game so we need to go out and and make some noise for those kids those kids work really hard uh off season stuff summer workouts um, our fans need to be making a lot more noise than they are right now. Yeah, and what better week to do it than uh, PRC. So hope to see everybody there at uh, Lee Triplet Stadium Friday night, PRC Picayune. So thank you for listening to the uh, Picayune, uh, Talking Ball Y'all Picayune Postgame Podcast. Picayune loses to Diabville 27-13. If you like sports, we think you will love the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. The podcast has had some great guests lately. Like the football coach, Will Hall. And ESPN's Wright Thompson. And legendary Mississippi sports writer, Rick Cleveland. Oh, and Dad, you almost forgot, Brett Favre was on too. That's right, Easton. We have had some great guests on the podcast. This is Jeff Lossett, co-founder and producer of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. You can get the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thanks for all the support, and thanks for listening. All right, Tide fans, I'm here picking on the field with uh, junior left guard Peyton Wells. Peyton Wells uh, moved over positions this year. He's uh, played fullback last year, moved to a left guard. Peyton, uh, I know losing 27 to 13 sucks. Uh, how do you think y'all played tonight? I mean, we did some good things, did uh, more bad things than good things. It Came down to just missing one block on some of the traps, some of the powers. Linebacker make a good play, we'd miss them. And they'd capitalize, we didn't. They put the ball more in the end zone more than we did, and that's all it is. We'll go back to that trap. We ran a trap. I, I didn't get to count, but Darnell, if every one of them that he ran was a trap play, that was 11 trap. Was that something y'all talked about this week? Was that big in the game plan? Yeah, all of our uh, runs were big in the game plan, but especially the trap, because we knew how they played. They just ran straight up the field, and we would have had this trap. We had the trap all night. We were one block away from scoring multiple times on it. All right, so we lead Diaverville with a loss 27-13. to 13. We got PRC next week, first district game. Uh, how do you think this week's going to be? I think this week's going to be good. We're going to come back out Monday, ready to work, and Friday night we're going to put on the show in the, on the home turf. Thanks, Peyton. Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. So I'm here tonight with uh, Athletic Director and Offensive Coordinator Coach Adam Feely. Coach, you know, just looking at it um, in true Picayune fashion, I mean, you guys scheduled a, a, a gauntlet of non-conference opponents. You always do that. Um, and it ended tonight with a really good 6A opponent in, in uh, the Auberville Warriors. I mean, these, these guys were really good. We saw that tonight. 
Um, didn't go our way, 27-13. Had a little bit of rain. You know, ball was a little bit wet. Laid it on the on the turf a little bit. Had some, you know, um, mischanges with the font, with the, the, the ball with the quarterback. But uh, just talk a little bit about what you saw with the team tonight. I think that, you know, we can get a lot out of a loss. And um, what are you guys going to take back and, and take to the team tonight? Uh, we got a long way to go. Um, you know, we played the first half, I thought, pretty well. The second half, we came out, you know, had a, had a turnover right there early on the kickoff return. We had a chance to, you know, really change the momentum of the game. We fumbled a snap, uh, you know, something we hadn't done all year. So it's, you know, it's, sometimes, it's good to, sometimes it's good to lose, you know. You got to get these losses. It, you know, it makes the team better at the end. We got to work on us and get better at what we do and get ready for district next week. Yeah, Coach, you know, we, we got conference starting next week, uh, start with a, a pro for Central Blue Devils. And, you know, one thing that stuck out, too, and should stick out to all, all of the listeners and everyone watching in the stands as well, just has this team hasn't been a team who's committed a lot of penalties. I think we had one flag tonight, uh, and that was really someone's helmet came off. And, you know, I guess they wanted the kid to stop. Um, you know, he ended up making the, 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 the play. But um, tell me about you know, just what you guys are putting in each week, um, the discipline that you're bringing in, because we just really hadn't seen a lot of penalties all year. Yeah, I mean, that, we, we, we preach to them every year, stay on sides, you know, no unforced errors with penalties. You know, hold on to the football. That's what we preach all week. Um, you know, we got to get better at holding on to the football, but, you know, we're picking up part of the game. We just got to put it all together. We had not played a complete game yet against any of our opponents. Uh, we, we scheduled some tough guys, and um, that's only going to get us better for district, and, you know, we got to keep working on us. Coach, one of the, one of the things that, that we saw tonight is this team doesn't have any quit in it. So um, you guys have done a really good job. Good luck next week uh, starting district. Hey, everybody. Have you heard about the new restaurant in town? Brickside Coffee Cafe. Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee made by one of our great baristas and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Pancakes, the bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, breadfish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the Brownie Alamo. Check us out on Facebook. Order online. Stop by the drive-thru. Or come on in and stay well. That's Creekside Coffee Cafe. We'll make you happy. All right, I'm here with Coach Stogner. Stock Coach Stogner? The Ivyville takes this one 27 to 13. I, I thought we did some good things, but uh, I thought the turnover, the big turnover after the in the second half was a uh, killer. Yeah, we can't we can't put the ball on the ground. You know, we preach it every day: stay on sides and hold on the football. You can't. Once we get a break, we're supposed to capitalize off of that. We should not be able to give other teams the breaks back, and they they were able to capitalize off of it. We did when we had the chance. You know, it all starts with me. You know, I'm gonna work to get better starting tomorrow, and I know these guys were starting on Monday. Yeah, tonight I. Darnell was a big part of the game plan. Was that something y'all worked on all week? Yeah, I mean, he's always part of our game plan, but it's just we knew going into the game that we were able to give him a lot of touches. And, you know, honestly, it was there all night. We, we, you know, we were chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then, you know, we did, we did, we just played bad assignment football at times. And that's start, like I said, it starts with me. I'm going to do a better job coaching these guys, get them in the right spot, and we'll be ready next week. All right, next week you got PRC at home, first district game. How uh, how you think the kids are going to re rebound from this loss? Well, I mean, it's like I talked to them. Once we leave here, this game's over with. We're never getting it back. So, you know, a loss like this will define your true character. You can either, get, you know, get better or, get, or, or stay the same or get worse. I mean, we're going to work to get better. That's how we'll see you on Monday. You know, I believe when they looked at me in the eyes and said they're willing and ready to go to work on Monday, I believe them. So, we'll see. All right. Thanks, Coach, and uh, good luck next week.